is and that like you know it, it's now or never yeah. you either do it now or it's never going to happen there's no guarantee that there is ever going to be tomorrow you know if you're going to go through life you might as well do something you love that impacts other people in a positive way this is a podcast all about business entrepreneurship making your passion your paycheck people who just want to take control and kick life square in the ass this week's episode of the Now or Never podcast, special guest and some of my best friends, Nick Langer, aka Baby Rhino, and Cody Guffey. Both of them have worked for me, worked with me, and now are both business partners in two separate companies. And we get down with the real, real, that's right, questions from you guys that we answer on the show directly from our followers and our fans. You don't want to miss this episode. Welcome to the Now or Never podcast, all things entrepreneur, business ownership, people making their passion, their paycheck, and taking life and kicking it square in the ass with my special guest, Mr. Cody Guffey and Mr. Nick Langer. Also, my business partners in two different businesses, yes. and they, they love the camera. They're excited to be here, and I'm excited to have you guys. So we're changing things up a little bit. Um, we're going to start answering some more questions we get from people, and I get in on DMs, especially after all these podcasts on just things specific to the businesses we're in. Some things are just business questions in general. Some are from Instagram. Some are from colorful emails we get on occasion, which uh, some of those are just great entertainment, honestly. <laughs> Keep sending them. I appreciate it. Uh, anyways, Cody, tell us a little bit about you, what you do, what we do together, and um, where to contact or where to follow you at uh my name is cody um i'm partner owner with vhi with him and shane yeager as long with our wives as well of course um i'm a regional manager for rexy's nutrition i also help with franchising and stuff like that kind of a jack of all trades just wouldn't <laughs> all fit on my business cards so it's <laughs> got a few titles but that's pretty much what i do and then kind of help with everything else with vhi so that's what keeps me busy yeah and nick langer We'll see. Uh, <laughs> well, see. Here we go. Let me introduce myself. See, let, let me let me take a step back here. Um, so I uh, I used to do Cody's job way better, and then I decided to step down from doing that, and uh, ended up deciding to uh, open a gym with that older gentleman at the end of the table. Um, and uh, ever since then, really just been. Working with my clients, and you were just excited to say older gentlemen. You know, I was, I was actually excited. I was actually excited to be like, "Who's better? Who, see, who's I was actually this guy." Exactly. <laughs> see, I was, I was excited to give two days. And that's yeah, the end of our podcast. Yeah. Right. Like, nailed it. You're welcome. All right, nailed it. Um, and then. Uh, BR Physiques is how you can follow me as far as like Instagram and stuff like that. So, and you got a new website and app and all that stuff coming out soon too, right? BRPhysiques.com actually just launched yesterday. Ooh, you're almost um, official. You know, it's crazy. Uh, <laughs> so that launched yesterday. Um, and then, yeah, app coming soon and a couple other things coming too. So Fantastic. Well, I mean, one thing I think with the three of us have in common is that we found a chance to <clears throat> take our future in our own hands and make our own destinies of it, which is what we do in entrepreneurship is we see an opportunity, we see a, a space in the business world and, and we think we can do it better and bring more value. So we do. And, and that's really what it all starts down to. And I think the first question somebody had is like, how do you decide that that's something to go into? And I'll let each of you guys, you know, like, when you want to start a business, what, what, what is it? Like, how do you start? Why do you decide that that's the one to go with? I mean, Grant, I'm like, I'm one. I've had like 18,000 ideas. I think we all have. And I think everybody has seen, oh, I had that idea and somebody else did it. And everybody's like, when do you know when to go all in? Um, I'll let you start, Code. Um, for me, it was, I mean, I was kind of there, like, when you guys started formulating stuff like VHI, like, I was there guinea pigging and, like, helping and giving my opinion and stuff like that. 
Um, and then just through working through Rexy's, obviously I'm familiar with the supplement industry. And then I had actually approached you about possibly buying into the gym. Like I want to be a part of something. So, yeah. uh, you know, Rexy's nutrition is a little bit, I can't quite afford buying into that one yet, but it's going to happen. Um, so, uh, so then you came to me and you're like, how do you feel about VHI? And like, for whatever reason, like I was just helping you with it. And I was like, well, yeah, why would I not do that? So that's where I was like full steam ahead after that, pitch it to my wife and, I don't even know if you'd call it a pitch. I basically mentioned it and she's like, oh, that's cool. So I got the green light there and then it's just been full steam ahead. So this was honestly, for me, like I'm a hard worker and as I've told you a million times, I'm a facilitator. So I'm really good at just getting stuff done. And actually being a business owner was never like something I eventually wanted to, but it wasn't like quite there. But as soon as you presented it, I was like, why the hell wouldn't I do that? So then it just went full steam ahead and just jumped into it and realized like, I absolutely can do something like this. This is. Well, I think that's all. I think, but you know, that's. I think when we're presented with opportunities, you have to seize that opportunity. And yeah. I, 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 I've seen it so many times this year alone, where I've presented opportunities to other people. Maybe not with me, but with another business. Take over this. There's a slide in spot, and I've seen people be like, "Yeah, I don't know," but, but you really want to do this, but you want it handed. Well, I think a lot of people want it handed to them on a plate, a silver platter for free. <laughs> Welcome to society. Well, you know what I mean. I think yeah. they wanted. They don't realize, like, well, yeah, but I want it perfectly this way. Well. I don't think one freaking deal I've done has ever been presented in a perfect plate manner. Anything mm. you've done. I mean, Nick, you could speak to that yeah. per se. Like yeah. the gym, like it, we all wanted to do it, yeah. but then deciding to do it, what was the deciding factor for you? So I've got three, I've, I've figured this out now <laughs> um, as I've gone along. There's normally three main things that I, that cause me to decide that I want to do a business now. Number one is have a passion for it. Actually want to do it. Yeah. Number two, see a niche in the market that's not being filled. Something that I think can actually be realistic, can be profitable, can actually do something that can actually impact those in our, our community or whatever it might be. And number three is so many people are doing it the wrong way. It pisses me off when I decided to take it in my own hands, um, which both of us had. Yeah, that right was the there. reason. You know, right there. That was one of the main reasons why we started the gyms yeah. uh, is because of the fact that, you know, the, every single gym that we ran into didn't have the qualities that we wanted didn't have the the access that we wanted, didn't have everything that we needed in one spot. Um, and so it was just an easy transition to go do that. And I think I think the biggest thing is is when it comes down to it, people are scared because of the fact they're scared to take a risk. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, they're scared of what could happen. And my thing is this, I'm I'm not scared of going bankrupt. I'm not scared of any of that stuff, only because of the fact that if I started seeing money issues, I have no problem putting everything else on the back burner, working 24 hours a day and making sure that my family survives. Yeah. Whether that's, I'm going to go out and drive an Uber on top of everything I'm doing, <laughs> or I'm going to go, you know what I mean? It's, it's one of those things of, I delivered pizza when I first started Rexy's nutrition. I want to see you know, as an Uber driver. Hey, listen, I, <laughs> I, I, mean, I don't, I've mean, actually I, thought I, about this. Your so, rating, I don't know if your rating would be, I don't hey, know. Probably I, not that great, but it's okay. <laughs> um, but, but you know, it's one of those things of, I, I guess the, the idea is, is that all these, it goes back to the same point. Yeah, everybody wants this dream life. They want the, the cars, the house, the, 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 this whatever possessional life. But nobody wants to put in the hours. Nobody wants right. to put in the time to get to that point. And then the other thing is, is they walk into a business and, you know, we've talked about this before. Yeah, it's a $2 million a year business. Right. But you only net 70 grand. Yeah. You know what I mean? It doesn't so matter like, what you sell it for. It's right, what yeah. you make. Right. And that's, yeah. So it's one of those things of like people don't get that. They look at a, they look at a number and they're like, oh, you're making so much money. 
And as a business owner, you look at it and you go, no, I'm not. I'm making Jack. Yeah. That's, part of the, that's part of the game. That's we part understand. of the process. That's, that's, that's right. part, it's, it's, it's it's part of the sacrifice. Right. And I think well, we, we, you touched on it, like Uber. People aren't willing to do the uncomfortable things. I think yeah. that's what it is. Right. There's never been an easier time in societal history to make money than it is right now. Right. Internet access, 24 access to clients, customers, to market a side hustle, to turn a business, to make money doing Uber. Like you can just get qualified, not have a complete piece of junk car, deliver people. I think some people, some of the work is below them. Correct. It's ego. I see with with 20 year old kids, like it's below. I'm like, are you, are you serious right Mm -hmm. now? I'd have killed for some of the opportunities I've seen 20 year old kids presented with this year that they turned down because it wasn't on a silver platter. And that's that's the problem. Like you say right there, there, there's never been an easier time like to do stuff and make money and like open businesses and, you know, get out there and try to like make your, your dreams. But nobody's willing to work hard enough and stick with it. That's the problem. Like it's a marathon, not, yeah. not and a people don't get that. Yeah. Like they they try a little bit and they're like, oh man, that's kind of hard. Well, I, well no, I, it's but, it's a grind. But it's going to be way. a grind. You know, okay, let's let's look at it this way. Let's say we brought on a business partner in the gym, which we already told everybody, no new friends, but that's okay. And let's say we brought on somebody. Is that person going to be willing? Two years now that we've been in this business, over two years, is that person going to be willing to clean toilets? And yeah. do the basic mm-hmm. stuff that nobody wants to do as an hourly employee, no. let alone an owner, right? Yeah. But that's still stuff that we're doing two years later into this business. And so it's one of those things that, or like, I remember you talking about before you guys went to Olympia, making all those packages of the OPP yeah. popcorn. Stay up all night by hand. Making hand, pa- hand right. samples. And that's, that's oh, the yeah. thing. It's like, okay, look at it. If you're looking at it from a business perspective, it's all the grimy, dirty, nasty shit behind the scenes that you have to do to oh, make yeah. that business successful. It's not the glamour of making all this money and having having all this stuff. That's that's years down the road, and we understand no, that. You remember that? It was a couple of years back. I, I think you were working for me. I'm not sure you were yet, but we had an employee that it was on a group text. They didn't realize it was, I was on the group text because we have some employees. Be like, I don't get paid enough to to uh, punch toilets. Yes, I was on. Uh, um, <laughs> I was around at that point in time. And so I, I just I didn't pop in. Okay, so what I do on a Saturday morning, I, I marched right down. To my maple shop, took out the plunger, plunged the toilet, scrubbed it. And I, oh, I didn't mean I go, listen, monkey see, monkey do. I said, do you really feel like cleaning toilets is beneath you? Because I'm the CEO and I'm doing it. And right. trust me, and I've said this in the Logan podcast, nothing you guys do could be close to as disgusting as the stuff my kids do. So it doesn't bother me. Because right. <laughs> it doesn't. I have six of them. They're Although just, some, some, some of our members do kind of some really nasty uh, yeah, stuff. Yeah, there's, there's some nasty stuff. But, some nasty but you stuff know, but it, it's okay. that. But you, you touched on it. People don't have the patience to work long enough. They really don't. And, so, and, I, and there's, there's, it's an oxymoron of anything. I call it being impatiently patient. Be impatient enough to never be satisfied with where you're at, so you always strive for more. But be patient enough to be work harder and longer than anyone else, and that's the true. I think success to these guys to know when to go is being impatiently patient. Mm-hmm. Never be satisfied. The right. second you're satisfied, somebody else is going to skyrocket past you and do all the little things that you quit doing. And we found that at Rexy's a couple of years ago that we stopped doing some of the little stuff. We just mm-hmm. did, you know, and, and I'm like, we got to get back to the basics because the basics work mm-hmm. and in business. It means the owner has to be there. They have to shake hands. They have to kiss the babies. They have to go out. They have to do these things that create repetitive, successful traits. And I think people don't have the discipline for that. They they see the, the like you said, the flashy cars, the houses and all that stuff. And, oh, there's an overnight success. That's Nine always, and a half years later. That's always yeah, my favorite. Overnight. Yeah. I love hearing like celebrities and people who obviously hit it, you know, entrepreneurs and stuff like that. Yeah, I worked, you know, 10, 20 years becoming an overnight success because people just always say that, oh, man, you just struck it big. And like, no, this is like what it takes. Well, and I think going back to the guy's question, the question was, I mean, it was like, when you know, and go, like, if you're just doing it for money, 
you're never going to no, and do it. you're, it's one in a billion they're going to yep. do that okay so if you're just doing it for money people will read that they really you don't have the passion and if you don't yeah. have passion you can't do the long and that's, haul and, that, and that's you what can it do it for a short to. time i see it in the fitness industry a lot we'll go ahead and touch on this just cuz it's one of my general annoyances um the insta fit stars <laughs> yeah that's across you know, the board for everybody yeah. 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 we'll just go in the insta fit stars and they're doing programming and they're doing little videos and here's me doing a lap pull down great um, what value are you bringing? Mm. A lot of them are doing it for money. Right. Some are doing it legitimately, and I love it. I mean, yep. bring it on. If you if you literally encourage one other person to get off their butt, go get in the gym, and take their health seriously, I'm all for it. I don't care. Yeah. Whatever gets you to the gym, whatever you got to wear in the gym, I really don't care. Right. I, it's not me. I'm never going to be there in pants tighter than you know a seventy girls seventies girl in jeans, which whatever. Yep. I don't care. Whatever gets you there, gets you there. That's fine. Whatever music you got to listen to that gets you, I'm cool with that. But people are literally starting to program clients that have no idea what they're doing, charging because of their popularity on social media yeah. instead of actually knowing what they're doing. And it pisses me off, and I think it's more than anything else, is you're going to screw people up. Correct. And then we're not going to get them back in our industry for 10 years. I mean, the problem is, though, is that's all ends in spectrum because there are well-known coaches that are screwing people up, too. So yeah. my biggest thing is, um, and something that I kind of realized a couple of weeks back, as I was sitting there kind of um, looking at, at it from an outside view is from a individual that is knowledgeable and understands how to, how to do these movements in the body and what, what needs to be happening. Just like Meadows, we need to be creating, we need to have people that are creating the content hmm. that's done correctly. And yes. that's done with smart individuals that know what they're doing. And so it's one of those things where it was kind of an eye opening thing for me. It's like, I can't necessarily hold it against those people because they're doing what they know. And there was a lot of, dumb shit that I did. We oh, both all, all, all of us did this stuff yeah. when we were younger. I mean, you just looked at it like that. But it's, it still comes to the same aspect, though. Like, you didn't take the time. And I noticed a lot in the gym. And I think it's the fact that, you know, you and I have been per our personal trainers where, it, at least for me anyways, it, it annoys me that these people that I know have no credentials, no right. background, no nothing. Right. And they're like bro sciencing it up. Yeah. Like, yeah, I did that once upon a time, but I sure as hell wasn't training people. Right. I sure right. as hell wasn't passing that down to anybody right. else. Because I was learning myself. Yeah. yeah. It's it's just hard, especially in the, the day and age we're in, where everything is so social media based. Right. That it makes it hard. And it's one of those things that I would encourage anybody listening to this <laughs> to take your time to figure out who you're listening to. Because when it comes down to it, it's so easy, especially anymore with the algorithms and how Instagram works and Facebook look, works. Anybody that's got a good amount of following and response back to their, to their followers will get bumped up way higher than anybody else. So mm -hmm. there's a lot of great information being put out there by a lot of not as well-known individuals yeah. because they don't have the pretty pictures. They don't have the, the pretty videography. Um, and so when you're actually watching stuff on social media, pay attention to that and be smart about this. Analyze what you're actually taking in and don't just take everything because someone's ripped at 190 yeah. pounds. Don't get wrapped up in like the cool outfits they have right. and stuff like right. that. Just understand that it's a process and it's a learning process the whole time. I mean, that's not even just training. It's just everything. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody automatically, I just notice a nowadays an agent, and it really, I do attribute to social media, yeah. is all of a sudden everybody is a professional. Correct. Everybody's not. an expert. Everybody's, everybody's an, an expert. expert. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's a better way yeah. to put it. Like yeah. all of a sudden everybody's an expert and it's like, but you're not. But that's but, the thing, though. That's that's business. Business, realistically, from a sales perspective, yeah. right? If we when we're talking sales as a sales guy, I have to be confident that I am the expert in what I'm talking about. The problem is is that people are not putting in the the prior prerequisites mm -hmm. to get to the point where they should be. And, and actually, that's that's actually ties in, in another question. They said like, how do you? And it was just another one that came in that. 
like how do you realize um, as a seasoned business person, like when you're good at what you do, when you're good at being a trainer for so many years, or you're good at running businesses, like when do you when do you take advice from other people? They don't run discounts. What's that? They don't run discounts. No, they said like when. No, I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying, how you actually find out if somebody's really good at business? No, what they were asking was like, how do you, as the business person, realize that maybe you should change your stuff, even oh, though you've been doing it for a while? Yeah. And it comes back to the ego. Don't be egotistical. Right. I mean, it really is. Like, I can. You got to care more about the result mm. of what you're trying to accomplish right. than you do about your own ego. Well, and this is the thing. Instead of instead of it being me, 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 I'm the best, I'm the best. People start telling you that you're good at what you do. Yeah. And then once you actually start getting people telling you you're good at what you do, maybe you're good at what you yeah, do. Exactly. You, you, know you, know what I mean? you might have something to it. Let, let your results speak for yourself. Yeah. Like, you know, let, let the moves make the noise instead of you. And that's like VHI, like with us, yeah. like it was out for a year before we announced that we owned any of it. Right. I wanted the results to speak for themselves. Mm -hmm. And then plus so it, it wasn't was, backed by a different name or it wasn't yeah, backed like, by anything else. It just showed that there were quality products and everything that we carried. Yeah. And then, you know, we can actually announce that and be like, oh, yeah, by the way, this is like ours. But I, and I think part of it, you know, having a core group of people around you, you trust that will call you on your shit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's it. I mean, yeah. that's, that's just it. No, and, and, and we do it all the time. And that's, yeah. I think that's part of the ego question. Where like, and not my ego get in the way is like, you know, I have people that I trust that call me on my crap. I ask them to audit. Like it's the same mm -hmm. thing. Like you both have no problem telling me when you think I'm wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And I have to sit back and be like, I'm right. And then I have to go defend it. And then I'm not sucks, <laughs> but my wife has trained me for this. So we're good. Yeah, um, yeah. but, but it's I weird how they do that. Yeah, yeah. Right. But the thing, I think you just, you have to care more about something bigger than yourself. Hmm? I think that's the biggest problem I see. I see businesses go under because people got egotistical and their way was the right way. But in today's society and market on business, whether you're in retail, you're in training, you're in gym, you're in wholesale is that this market is changing every 24 months. The platform upon which we may market and advertise may completely change in, in shit, it can change in six months. Yeah. I mean, these things, some of these platforms are overnight successes, you yeah. know? The Ubers, the Instagrams, the world, that, that's the one in the billion I'm talking about, folks. But th that may change. And that's the problem is people don't understand, like, those are outliers. So everybody automatically assumes that, like, yeah. oh, it is doable. You're right. You can get lucky and it can happen. But those are outliers. Those are not actual what's no, when it normally happens. So it is going to take a grind to get there. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I think it's just part of like making sure that we, we keep our mind open to stuff. Um, our definition of being leader and not a boss specifics. Hmm. Well, the toilet. That's what I was going to say. Showing by your actions. I mean, it's a, it's a leader is a leader is always going to end up being the person that does first and expects others to follow. Exactly. Right. A boss is go do this because I tell you to do it. I think you very rarely if somebody sees their boss just getting just getting into it, you know, just doing the work. If that employee doesn't feel the need to jump in and help, that's your sign to let them go. Correct. Absolutely. Um, you know what I mean? Like this, it is. That's something I'll, I'll be one hundred percent honest. I have failed on massively. Is holding employees accountable and letting them stay too long. It's they true. shouldn't. It's, it's, it's like it's true. Well, it's true. <laughs> it is true. I don't have an opinion on that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but, but I've done this ever since because I always like, I guess maybe I, I always feel, I take it on me. Like I yeah. haven't been a good enough role model. I haven't led by example good enough. And then you all know, brought up, like if you're sitting in there cleaning and somebody else is just sitting down on their phone while you're doing it, they don't get up to help. That That's kind of your sign, whatever, whatever business that may be in. Yep. Um, but it is it is hard. Employee accountability, there should be a timeline. The things that I need to, I mean, we all need to, that's part of not drop, driving the ego is I'm like, okay, what do I need to do better? And I think it's where you and I have had great conversations oh, yeah. on. I see for, for me, it's always, I want, especially in my role, just say at Rexius, you know, as regional manager, um, 
I always want like my managers and everybody to understand that like I will be in the trenches with you. So for matter, obviously Black Friday is a huge for us. We're in the retail industry. In my position, could I have taken that day off? Probably. Yeah. But why would I do that? It's Black Friday. How on earth could I look my managers in the eye and be like, hey, I'm going to go watch the Husker game, but you guys go ahead and work. Like, no, I'm setting a bad precedent right there. And like, then how do I expect them to do something later? For instance, a couple weeks after that, I had a couple managers step up and rock out this show that, you know, I didn't honestly have them properly prepared for because I was dealing with other stuff. And that's not an excuse by any means. I dropped the ball there and they stepped up and like saved me, if you will. So it's it's leading by that way because then these people will start to see that and they want to jump in. Well, I think when employees tell me, "God, you make me feel lazy," and that's like the greatest compliment <laughs> mm-hmm. I can possibly yeah. get ever. But it is, you know. Um, I think part of that too with um, em- like employee timelines and being leader, not a boss, is setting accountability standards. Yeah, right. For me, it's something I'm new. Like there needs to be an employee timeline, mm-hmm. <clears throat> as in. Okay, at this point in time, you need to be able to do this, X, Y, and Z, holding everyone accountable. I think we all can get better. We all yeah. can sharpen uh, sharpen ourselves, including the boss themselves. Yeah. And I think they need mm-hmm. to see that as well. And uh, depending on the size of your organization, like Rexy's has gotten so big that we have a regional manager to like be a buffer between me and them because, you know, mm-hmm. j- just because he's still doing it. But like, hey, like you said, with be a leader, not a boss, like I'm working new Christmas Eve. My yeah. wife's not particularly happy about it, but I'm um, like, that's it's where it was, it but I mean, it is what it is. It is, what, what, it is what it is. Yeah. We got to do what you got to do. And that's just, I, I don't, I like to work though. When you like what you do, it's not work. Sometimes it's exhausting, mm-hmm. but it's, but it's not mm-hmm. work per se. So that, I mean, that harbors back to the passion aspect. Oh yeah. If you love it, then I mean, you'll, you'll still step in there and do it. I mean, if you think you're going to just do something for money, like, yeah, money's cool and all, but it's only going to motivate you so far. I mean, at least for me. It's Stuff only going to get me somewhere, but uh, like you get when my, I love what I'm doing, like I'm going to plunge a toilet. I'm going to go work on weekends for other people. I'm going to be there. I'm going to stuff little gummies and packets all freaking night. Like it's, I mean, granted, you, you need money to survive. Yeah. You know that, you know, but some fact for me, like material possessions don't really, I mean, every clothes, my, my wife bought everything I'm wearing right now because that's how much I care. Mm-hmm. Um, she makes it look good. But um, for me, it's, it, it's, uh, it just doesn't have any, it's time. That's the only thing that, I mean, I try to involve my kids and stuff. That's, that's what means things to me is yeah. memories and time. Like I'll save my money up to go on a vacation or something. So I can create memories of my kids more than I care about what kind of car I drive. Mm-hmm. Not wrong. If you get, yeah. if buying that sweet ass car is your motivator, go do it. Do it. But it, that, you know, that's only going to give you so much enjoyment for so long. I don't know if probably will do it. I just, you got to find what your motivator is. Some people like to have a lot of money in the bank, feel safe. Yeah. It's going to be hard for you to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and some people like that deadline of having to figure out how they're going to pay their rent. And if that's you, go spend your money. But, you know, <laughs> good for you. The other one came in. This, this little, I'm just going to let this topic roll. Eighth place trophies. That's all that was said oh, and exclamation point. My so, um, Nick. <laughs> so the, the nicest way of saying participate. That came in three trophies. times. So I'm assuming people want to see the response to this. Okay. Um, eighth place trophies. Eighth place trophies. Yeah, uh, other eight, bullshit of, of eight people. Let's just put it. That way. <laughs> okay, so my my thing is this: any any competition you're in, anything you're trying to compete in, doesn't matter what you're doing. I don't care if it's badminton championships or wrestling or bodybuilding or whatever it might be. You're in it to win your category. Mm-hmm. You play to win the game. Right. Hello, I right. don't. I don't. So, do, I don't do moral victories. So my thing is this: it's it's one of those things of if you're going into it, understanding that you're okay with getting eighth place, then why the hell are you even competing? 
Exactly. Well, I, I think the somewhere new, push amidst the generation enough. between all of us and now, I guess, all, we're all parents, so we're not doing it. There's only about a generation or two in there that this was really a thing. I think people got confused with people being put down for not being the best, yeah. confusing right. with rewarding lack exactly. of okay. 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 This, this, this is my thing. Okay. The biggest lessons I've learned in my life were from losing. Yes. Right? No, I That's agree. What losing is what actually made me go, shit, I need to get my shit straight and actually be competitive because right now I'm making myself look like an ass. Yeah, right? 100%. And so my thing is this. I've got, you know, obviously I've got a son who's three years old and he's starting to understand the concept of winning and losing already. Right? And it's one of those things of, no, I'm not going to rub it in his face that he lost whatever game that we were yeah. playing together. Yeah. But it's one of those things that I want to understand the, the concept of winning and losing mm. only because of the fact that I understand that a lot of my life decisions that I've made in entrepreneurship, in business, in life in general, yeah. have, because, have been because of the fact of in my mind, I can rationalize it by saying winning or losing, right? Yeah. Um, and part of the reason why I daily drive myself harder and harder is because my mentality is there's certain goals I have in mind and to hit those goals... I'll be winning, hmm. right? And so it gives you a, a driver inside to get after those goals. Having trophies for eighth place completely gets rid of that mentality. Well, I agree. I think people over were trying to overcompensate for people who were put down because, right. you know, but I, I think you, you did the wrong action. And so like my kids, if they win something, it's cool. You'll be a humble Correct. Winner. Correct. Mm -hmm. They're wrong with celebrating your yeah. hard work. Yes. But you're not being a dick either. No. And that just comes down to parenting. Correct. You know, but my I, I was raised in a household where that, you know, you it wasn't optional. Like right. you 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 do your you will give a hundred percent effort. You will not quit. It is not optional. You have made a commitment to your team. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. even though you suck at basketball, and I didn't really think I was that bad, and Chad will probably laugh at this, but you know. Um, but they're like, you made a commitment. You'll do it. And I think that that, I mean, I have my kids. They want to quit sports. That's cool. After right. the season's yeah. over. Right. You stay get, through the process. You, 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 you will stay through the process and you will give 100% effort yep. or, I mean, shit will hit the fan. Right. And that's just the way we're at. I go, I don't care if you win, but you're going to try to. Correct. I think it's the effort was the Correct. thing, you know, and if you do win, you will be humble. And, and I get, I get the idea. I get the idea of trying to encourage the idea that winning is not. In a roundabout sense, it's the process. It's not. It's, it's not, not winning. Is not enough. everything, no. right? Which is great, and I understand that idea. But I always under. I always had the concept in my mind that I would always give one hundred and ten percent effort, whether that led to a win. So be it. Yeah. But I had the mentality that I was going to win. But that's that's what gets you there, though. Correct. Like, oh no, correct. If, if you're like we said before, like if you're cool with finishing eighth out of eighth, and like that's like that's your bag, and you're like check out my cool trophy. Right. Like you're not going to give your maximum well, effort. We, yeah. and, and we talked about this today. I apply it into business. There's three types of people. Okay. The person that sees someone else beat them and says, "How the hell did you do that? I want to be better." Mm -hmm. And that's definitely me. Like I, I I'm not going to talk shit. I'm not going to blame the refs or whatever it may be. Um, I'm gonna blame the IRS, but that's another situation. But I, I I'm gonna ask like, how how do we get better? Like yeah. how how do how did you do what you did? I did some wrestling, I did football. Like how do you? I want to know. Yeah. And then you have another type of person who's just going to blame the refs, who's going to bitch, piss, and moan. They're not going to take responsibility. They didn't do the work. And this is in business. I see uh, this in management. I see it all everything, the time. Everything. And yep. they're going to bitch and they're going to complain and bear else. Oh, they're cheating. They're lying. They're doing this, that, or the other thing. They're not going to take responsibility yep. for their failures because they don't want to look in the mirror and say, I didn't do enough. And the third type of person doesn't give a shit at all. Right. Yeah. And that's and, and, and they're complacent. And they're first, I think the first one, that's only 5% of people, in my opinion. Only 5% of people really look at it and say, how would you do that? I want to be better. I'm jealous as hell. You beat me. Yeah. I don't like that. 
Mm-hmm. And I and I always and was that person. I think anybody who's sitting at this table is that type of person. And that's why the whole like he said, like I mean, his biggest things he's learned was through losing. I mean, it's the same here, and that's exactly what it is. It's through that losing. You're like, okay, well, I got to learn how to win this then. Right. Like, what what can I do to be better? And that's what will always push you forward. And then understanding that I still need to learn. I'm not like you know the king of everything. Even if you are the best at what you do, there's still somebody out here that knows more than you. That is, but like, there's too many people in this I, world. I, I like, there's too there's too much knowledge in this right. world for you right. to assume that you have everything and you are the best at everything. I I mean, I'm trying to learn social media and stuff like that. <laughs> I literally go through social media and like, okay, well, what are these people doing? Well, how is this working? Like, mm-hmm. what does that work? Well, and speaking of that, so like, like everybody assumes a company our size. Like, I have a graphic designer. I don't. I don't at all. I've had my daughter do some stuff. I can vouch he does not. He, I do not. And so Cody Guffey's like, I, I can do, I think I could do this. I'm like, you? So I buy an adult. The guy who, the guy who doesn't even know how to answer emails most of the times. Yeah. Yeah. So okay, Cody, I can handle those. Cody dives in, gets the Adobe membership, and starts watching YouTube videos and how to create. So if anything you've seen for the most part in the last six to 12 months, because we had we had a thing that needed to be filled. Cody's like, well, I don't know what the hell I'm doing, but I'll watch some YouTube videos mm-hmm. and starts designing all of our flyers for damn near everything just because you took it upon yourself yeah. be like okay i'll learn but right. that, that's that's the kind of person that that wins right because they're willing to learn something i say well that's not my bag well, well no, it's I'm and not. it's and it's the, the thing is is it's so easy to win now because majority of people don't want to put effort in yeah, exactly and so it's one of those things where it's like literally everything is at our fingertips mm-hmm. on youtube on the internet there every resources oh, yeah. we have not we've we're in a time that Every single resource you could possibly need to be successful is right at your damn fingertips. You can find it. It's well, that, I mean, YouTube I, I said is this, a I, bottomless I said this in yes. a prior co- uh, podcast, and, and I've done this in some Rexius Real videos. That's why I'm excited for my kids, mm-hmm. because they have less competition. Right. Think of our, our grandparents and our great-grandparents, right? Mm-hmm. World War II, greatest generation. Everybody was a hustler. Yeah. They were. Mm-hmm. Everyone was out grinding. Then our parents, most of them, my, a lot of people aren't doing that. They're, they're not. So I feel great for my kids because less people are willing to put in the hustle. They just want to complain and, and whatever. My kids, I'm raising them correctly. Like, you will grind. You mm-hmm. will figure it out on your own. Mm-hmm. If you don't bet on yourself, you can ask my daughter. She started her business. I didn't give her one red cent. I helped her file her first LLC with an online coupon because I'm a cheap ass. It was also her birthday present. And I said, go bet on yourself. If you don't bet on you, no one else will. Right. And so she'll tell you her first company, she was 18, 19. She did that on her own. That wasn't me. People assumed, and she hated it. I go, they're going to assume it because we were good in business. But like, you know, that's. I think I'm excited for my kids. You're excited for your kids, and whenever mm-hmm. you guys have kids, well, it's, it, the feeling of like it's on you yeah. motivates so much. I mean, that the real true like eye opening I had on that one was through school. Like, I just was not great. Well, it was more that I was lazy. It wasn't that I couldn't handle doing schoolwork. I was just lazy. I didn't want to do it. I didn't like school, so I didn't do anything. Barely, pa- barely graduated high school. For God's sakes, my graduation gift from my parents was the night classes of Novanet that I had to make up credits. That was my graduation <laughs> gift. That's how bad I was. Well, I, mean, like I went to college and then um, I learned that like, okay, well these loans are on me. Like this is on me. Like it's yeah. time to, like it doesn't matter. Like my mom's not here to wake me up. Yeah. So, and then I want to graduate the three, seven. Like, so it's, when you realize it's on you, like that's to me, that's the greatest motivator. Cause like, well, I got no wheels to blame. So like if I fail, I mean, I fail. So 
can't but, use that to drive you. Well, that's just it. I think because maybe, I mean, I had to go through school, playing sports to pay for school. I had to work two, three jobs. My parents, I mean, they were like, you're on your own. Go get it. And I, at the time, I hated my parents for it. I'm like, this is mm-hmm. bullshit. Everybody else has cars. Mine's held together with duct tape and, and mighty putty holding on my headlights. But at the end of the day, like figuring that out, how I was going to get back mm-hmm. home with gas. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm talking in college, recycling cans. Thank God I drank a lot. So I had a lot of cans. It was college mom. Sorry. Um, Use that for gas money, whatever. Like finding that grind made me appreciate so many things so much more, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, that's why I, we sell the stores, the, the, our franchises to the people that we do, because I'd rather have somebody that knows what it's like to be hungry because yeah. I don't have to reteach a work ethic. And I think the more guarantees you give anyone, whether it be trophies or in business or in life, the more guarantees that they have a chance to fail. Right. Cause they're used to it. Yep, they're used and to then, winning. They're used to winning, and if you're not used to learning, losing sucks. Which yeah. again, this is this is this is this goes back to the the conversation about you know Instagram stars and stuff like that. A lot of the generation of Instagram stars that are coming up were brought up in that generation of I always win. Yeah, right. And so they were brought up in this mentality that everything they do is it's it's God's gift to the earth, right? And so that gives you that. I don't like to say entitlement. But it does give you that sense of that. Yeah. And a lot of that is not their fault. It's, no. the, it's the environment they grew up in, right? Our environment was not like that. Our environment was, we, we were pre, like right before. Right there. Right before the Instagram and everything. Exemplars. Yes. We, we yeah. had technology growing up in life, but we remember part of our life where we didn't have it. Correct. Yeah. I, was, I mean, I still remember the days where we were actually outside playing kickball and doing stuff. Like majority of my outside. childhood was outside. Chad's mom would kick us day. out and make us go yeah. play football. Right. Next door. Uh, and the, the, joy, the joy that we had, like the biggest like technology thing we had was 007 on Nintendo 64. That right? was great game. Greatest game, great ever. game. But, great um, game. So, but that was, that was what we grew up on. Yeah. Right. And so it was one of those things of we, un, we got to learn a lot of, a lot of different skills that are not taught anymore because you learn a lot when you're outside playing games all the time. Yeah. Or, you know, the, the big kid comes down, down the street and beats you up or whatever it might be. You, you learn how to lose real quick. Oh yeah. Right. I just don't think those, those opportunities are not as present anymore. Um, and so it makes it a lot easier when you're handing out trophies for an eighth place award to make everybody feel like they are special. Once you get into our, the real world, you understand real quick, you are one person in a sea of people and you are not as special as you thought you were. I, you I really that, aren't that special. Well, and, I, and there's some people I like, I seriously, like I see in these things like that and the way they act and carry themselves. And that's exactly what it is. I really want to shake them and be like. I they're, need you to well, understand something. You're not that special. Well, they're, right? re- they're resting a lot of them when they do, they fail. They're resting on their excuses as mm-hmm. that's a viable reason, an option. Like, well, I didn't have this, right. or had this, or had that. And it comes in business. It goes into life. Like everything mm-hmm. we get goes into life. And I think I bet you I've had 300 messages on throughout these podcasts in the last three months. They'd be like, "Well, I'd love to do what you do, but I can't. Man, I have bad credit." Why or, hey, you? I can't do this because I, I you know, my, my car's peed. I need to save money for a car. I'm like, you, you'll find a way. Yeah, you'll I mean, find you'll a find way. a way. And uh, so here's a little two-piece sense this on is, you. You'll this find, this you'll, is going to get real, real. Some of you guys might even know. You ready? Get real, real here. When I started Rexy's Nutrition, I had literally just lost $50,000 on my house in Sioux Falls. I was actually in foreclosure. Um, there was a hundred grand in credit card debt. I kid you not. I cut my salary by 80% to start the company. So six months in, we're starting to do well, right? As well as, and I wasn't going completely in the red. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to file bankruptcy. Yep. Mm-hmm. I filed chapter 13 bankruptcy nine years ago. I paid back every red cent. I didn't do chapter seven. I actually paid it back. I feel like I had the ability and I did. I paid it all back. So I ran the first six years of Rexy's Nutrition without a credit card. We were in five states. Name another person in the planet that ran an entire multi-statewide company without a credit card. Because I did it. Mm-hmm. And I did it debt-free. And my entire company was debt-free till six years ago. 
And so that's the whole thing. If you have a will, you'll figure it the front. You'll figure it out. Right. I couldn't get bank loans, obviously. So I had to go to investors, convince them I wasn't completely insane. And there was a slight chance they might make some money back. <laughs> and uh, that's, that's where your test is a salesman. But they knew they saw it on my face. Right. They said, well, your business plan kind of sucked, actually. I'm like, well, damn it. My business professors gave me a D on college, but I don't want to feel like they're justified. But they sold it on my work ethic. And I'm like, I will figure out a way to make this work. So if there's a will, there's a way. That's a great freaking expression. Mm. If you want to get it done, you will. Mm. There's Everything else is bullshit. Any other reason you give yourself an excuse you have why you didn't win, why you can't do this is bullshit. I get frustrated at any point, like you were saying, like with people, you know, you know, I want to do this, but the moment I hear that word, but... I've literally Tuned stopped out. listening to anything yep. you've just said from then on. Yep. Somebody apologizes to you and then says, but you just negated your entire apology. Yep. I could have done that, but well, you just gave yourself an out. Like do not give yourselves out. Like right. that's what frustrates me. My, my nephew is about to be 16 and do works hard and I love it. Like, but he has his little, I mean, he's younger. So yeah. he has his moments where he'll like give himself like that out or something like that. I mean, he really doesn't do it often. I mean, but it's, it's those little things like don't, don't give yourself some aspect of failing. And like, and I think that's why he's going to achieve so much is because I see a lot of that work ethic in him. And like in me, like he does it every now and again, I just kind of correct him a little bit. Like, don't ever do that. Do not ever give yourself an out. Right. You have to figure it out. Just assume that. I mean, I would say, I would say the biggest thing that you can do for yourself is take the word can't out of your yeah. dictionary. Oh, you can, you can trust me. You can do everything, everything you put your mind to. And that's as cliche as that sounds. Yeah. But what I will tell you is this, the smart individuals, do everything they possibly can and then ask help of other people that are better at shit than they are. That's all it is. That's all it comes down to. Me training training my client. Right. Plain and simple. This is my first time ever dieting somebody for a show. Like I can do general nutrition. That's fine. I've been training for, but he wanted to do a show. So like, all right, I straight told him, well, I'm learning just as much as you are. Like I know some of this, when I got down to it, like I leaned on you heavily. Right. Dude, like I don't know what I'm doing. Like I need to like find somebody who's better than you at it and pick their brain. Right. And and this, this comes down to ego. Again, this comes down to ego. As a, as a business owner and as a entrepreneur and somebody that understands what's going on around you, you have to also understand that you are not a know-it-all yeah. and that there are people that know a lot more than you and are better at what, what you could be doing and you need to source that shit out and just focus on what you are really good at yeah. and kick the living shit out of that exactly. and let somebody else take everything else because that's, that's the thing that, and I know it's been a hard thing for you too. <laughs> Is it's it's hard to delegate out yeah. when you're talking about something that you've poured your life into. It's exactly. very hard to do, but it's one of those things that if you pre-qualify who you're working with and you understand that no, they are really they're really good at this, and I suck at it, and I could increase profits, or I could increase production, or I could increase um, the ability to create better content or whatever it might be. Hand it off to them. Well, Let them take it. And that's the thing I've done like the last two years. And guys, I'm 10 years into this and I've only been really delegating because I've delegated the wrong people before and I burned me. So then I got like really tight gripped on the, you know, mm-hmm. it's like um, one of my, my kids when they're toddlers, should I get away with that blanket to get rid of it? That was me with this business. I just, but I'm also like, you know, I, that's what having you mm-hmm. huge, you huge, my wife who's way better at a lot of things than I am. I'm like, do it, you know, but it allows me to focus. Like I wanted to jump into this, yeah. you know, doing these podcasts and do these things. Cause I believe in this stuff so much. And I, I want to be what I needed at the beginning so bad that I didn't have. And then Chad comes along 
and he knows how to actually do this stuff. Mm-hmm. He makes me look really good, you know, and I talk a lot. That's all I really need to do is talk. And, and but it, it's one of those, it, it is hard. It's so fucking hard because this is like my, this is my baby. This is my seventh child. Yes, I have six kids, no comments. But this is, this is, this There's is. one, there's one time. <laughs> so, but you know, it, 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 it means so much to you. But at the same point, it means enough to me to want to see the best out of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's, and that's more than anything to me. So like when I, that's why I said, have that core people around you that will grade you. Mm-hmm. Some people who you work with daily and some people who you don't. Yep. So I bring Mike Giovanni in and I'm like, Hey, grade me. And he'll, he doesn't even hesitate. He's like, ding, ding. What you need to be doing is this. And he does, and he says it with Pat. I'm like, okay. Well, I mean, okay, yep. sure. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not, don't be too egotistical. Care more about something than yourself. Case that's in point. Thing. I mean, I, I'm, I, I firmly believe that I'm very good at my position at Rexius, and I'm very comfortable in my position too. Did not change the fact that I shot you an email out of nowhere. I was like, hey, I need you to do a review on me. Yeah. I want one done because I know I'm not perfect. I know there's areas that I messed up. And there's areas that I need to get better. I want to be the best possible. I assume that I will never be the best at anything because then that automatically makes you chase that. Mm-hmm. Matthew McConaughey did that thing. He's always chasing himself 10 years yeah, in the future. Like and I, I absolutely freaking love that because it is like I'm. I mean, I've got some lofty, ambitious goals, and yes, my ambition kicks my own ass on a daily basis. But if I'm not, I told my wife, if I'm not that, I'm not me. Yeah, I don't want to. Do, if I'm the point where my ambition is no longer ahead of me, then something's wrong, and I check the doctor yeah. because that's just not how I am. Now, some of my goals are lofty and will probably kill me, <laughs> but um, yeah, but you're always chasing though. That, and yeah. that's the thing is like, and I think you always should be. That the finish line should never be like a set area. It's always something you're going after. And if you, I mean, the only set area is your goals. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you need goals to reach a certain thing. But, like, I'll never, like, and I don't want, like, like, you just said right there, like, I'll never be complacent. Like, I always want to be better. I always have to strive to be better. Like, I want to be as good at, you know, dieting and stuff like that as Nick is. Like, it's cool. Like, I want to understand business as much as you do. Like, I'm always learning these things. You always want to pick, like, the brains of everybody yeah. that does that. So, but something we got in the last, the last, last, when you and I had a podcast, we talked about the gym. Here's what you need to do. And, and, and a gentleman, and very nice, you know, the weakness comment, but I never got a chance to reply to it, which really pissed me off. He's like, why not pick a business model with better, faster margins and better income? I'm like, you, you kind of missed the whole point. Correct. The yeah. point is I poured myself into something I love. I saw a niche and not everything is about monetary value immediately. We all want to make money. Right. The best things that make money take time. Mm-hmm. Look at Amazon. Jeff Bezos, 19, was it 1999, that picture. He's in an office with a piece of paper hung on the wall says uh, Amazon. They like painted Amazon they on painted it. it. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's look at all, a lot of the best things, but they were broke. Apple, they, all those guys started a garage. I mean, yeah. that's the whole point. It's, you know, people like walking this office in the podcast room, like, this is awesome. Like, not realizing that for the first seven years, six years, I was stuck in a desk that I got for free from some house my aunt bought and, and it had a funny smell to it. So I sprayed a lot of Febreze on it. Sitting in the back of my center shop and I had like a cubicle curtain. That was my office for the first six years of doing mm-hmm. this. Then I moved into a rat hole behind Krispy Kreme, but the smell of donuts was too much for my diet needs every day. <laughs> and so then I finally, but I, it finally came up here. And even then, yeah. I mean, but it's just one of those things like it's, it's just grinding. That's just what it is. You got to love what you do. It's not about, I mean, it's, we all want to make money, so don't take that wrong. But I'm willing to do longer what you're not willing to do, and that's why I'll win. It's the corniest thing ever, but it's, it's falling in love with the process. It is. And that's what I, I, I actually I enjoy it. I kind of like nobody loves setbacks, but like you learn from them. Like you said, when we kind of had to restructure with there's some things that like we let fall through the cracks because yeah. there's a little bit of complacency there. Like, and we got punched in the face with it. So we re, re-figured it out. And like, 
And part of it was, I got, honestly, that was a point in time where I had a lot of the personal shit and I, and I, I let being CEO get to my head and I'm going to let people do this, that, or the other thing. And I don't think I did my job. And I, I, I listened to this with Fursella a couple of years ago. You tagged me on it. And he said, be the CEO of your freaking life first. Mm-hmm. Like, know what you want to be, what you want to be in 10 years, and let everything else reflect that mission. And if anything else in your life isn't reflecting that, then you're doing it wrong and you need to fucking fix it. Mm-hmm. And I realized I did, none of this is reflecting where I want to be in 10 years. And it, it just, it was a wake-up call. And because he sends me some posts and gets me all amped up and pumped up. And I got this idea in my head. I'm going to fix this. And I'm going to do a podcast. And here we are. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, any last thoughts, guys? I don't really have much. I just, I mean, when it, again, harbor back on it, just always strive. It, and I think what helps us is we have that football background. Yeah. And I think sports backgrounds are huge for people. Mm-hmm. Obviously, not everybody played sports, but we had to work. It was always about work. Like for me. I was an average athlete at best, but I outworked everybody in the weight room and stuff like that. That's the reason why I went, you know, got a scholarship at Wayne State and stuff like that. It wasn't because my blazing 40 time, I can assure you that. So, <laughs> no, I just I worked really hard. And then, like, one of the greatest like, compliments I ever got was when I left. I mean, technically, I saw a year of eligibility, but when I left, I sat with my head coach, uh, Coach McLaughlin at Wayne State. And he goes, I wish I had at least 10 to 15 more of you. Guys, I was a backup during my career. Mm-hmm. Like, and this man was wishing he had more of me. Like, I was a backup. And he basically said, he's like, it was your work ethic. Like, you still pushed everybody. Like, you were a tangible part of this. So that was, like, one of the greatest things. And it's always work, always push harder. And I just wish more people would do that as opposed to, like, oh, well, this got hard. Maybe I should go do this thing. Mm-hmm. Or, like, I hate jack of all trades and, like, master of none. Like, right. Why don't you pick like four things you're good at? Just kick ass. Just kick ass at it. And that's the way we work with VHI, the way we work with Rexy. It's like there's certain things like I don't want to be in charge of logistics. Shane hits it out of the park. I want no part of that. Finances, you and Brittany handle that. I'll just make sure all (laughs) correspondents are taken care of. Like, you know, so it's it's stuff like that. Just fall in love with your process. Understand why you're doing this. And if I don't I guess if money is your motivator, then I guess good for you. I personally don't see you being successful. No. You have to have more than that. More than that has to matter. Like mine, it's, there's I want no, to be there's successful. No, there's nothing wrong with being yeah. rich. There's nothing yeah, wrong no, with no, I'm not making anybody, money yeah. and doing your thing, but there has to be more behind it mm. because otherwise you're going to be chasing an empty dream, an empty goal that yep. you'll never mm. obtain. Yep. I mean, and that's just it. I mean, you have to have passion. Right. If passion isn't there, you're not going to be able to do a long enough haul to make it work. Oh, God, yeah, no. It, it just won't because it's, it is a freaking marathon. And if you don't like to run, you're screwed. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a lot of potholes along the way, so you better have something more than money that's going to carry you because the odds of you going, you know, scraping some pennies together while you're, you're putting your, put your – it's going to happen. I think we just had like six fortune cookie up, like all yeah, in one. That was pretty awesome, yeah. actually, yeah. So I would say, uh, closing this out, <laughs> um, my main thought would be if there's any word of advice, it would be consistent effort and impeccable execution on what you decide to do and what you're passionate about yeah. means more than anything else. Amen to that. Because when we're looking at this and everybody has great ideas, there's a lot of great ideas out there. The issue is the execution. Yeah. Execution doesn't happen because people don't want to put, the, put in the effort. So if we can be, if we can have that consistent and motivated execution trust me you can do you can do whatever you're passionate about you just have to execute and that's that that's my thing my word is discipline it takes discipline i don't have to get up in the morning i did not have to get up at 4 30 this morning but i just want to do it 
I guess it's that old football coach. Um, my football coach in college would say to me, somebody's up 10 minutes earlier than you working hard before you even got out of bed. Mm-hmm. And that will always bug the shit out of me and drives me insane. Because no matter how early you get up, somebody else out there is still getting up earlier. And so did I have, did I have to today? No. But I want to be the best. And so that drive has to supersede your own personal bullshit. Yep. So Awesome. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Um, tune in for the next episode. I'm not sure what kind of craziness we're going to get into, but I'm sure it's going to be entertaining. Hopefully, it's more fu- hopefully it's more funny stuff. I, like I, funny I stuff. will get more funny questions next time. Next time you guys are on. Good. All right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate right. it. And the newest, most sensational pre-workout to hit the market: Spartacus Resurgence. That's right, folks. It's back. You want the pump, you want the hit, this is the top pre-workout to hit the market in the United States in my entire time in this business. Stop into any Rexy's Nutrition or any local store and get a sample for free to try out for yourself. On our next and final episode of Season 1 of the Now or Never Video Entrepreneurs Podcast, I have the most special guest of all, my wife, Brittany Rexius. We get to talk about the wonderful year we had in 2019 from all the businesses and the podcasts, which we just started last year, went from nine to over 2,500 followers just on YouTube alone in a matter of a couple months. And you guys get to hear about the awesome plans for season two and 2020. You don't want to miss. It's going to be the best year yet.